Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This week on the Lazy Geeks podcast, a follow-up on Best Buy's overcharging for the iPhone X, Mickey's pissed at the LA Times, GameStop going Gamefly route, Batman Metal comic uh, gets a little BVS, and a fuck ton of iPhone Xs get stolen. Kevin Spacey and some shit. StarCraft 2 going free to play. What's going... What's coming out on Marvel's Unlimited? (laughs) It's my article and I can't even say it right. And there is one last way... To get Windows 10 for free. I'm Stephen Vargas. And I'm Adam Riley. And this is the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly podcast that discuss top news from entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology. This is for the week of November 5th, 2017. Um, first up, we want to just touch on this real quick because this was kind of something that happened pretty much the day we recorded this show on Sunday. Uh, we want to throw out our uh, our condolences to uh, the victims and their families of the uh, Texas shooting. Um that happened today uh some 26 year old dude shot up a church and eventually was killed himself but we don't know if it was by himself or you know by somebody who chased him down apparently somebody who lived near the church came out with a gun and started shooting at him and um followed him and then eventually um the uh the assailant was uh well his life was terminated i guess um so uh but uh you know, we it's a lot of shit going on with the stuff, and uh, we just wanted to uh, throw out our condolences and um, and our thoughts for all of the victims and their families out there. Yeah, I um I didn't even want to check my phone because usually, um, I have the BBC app, and um, when there's breaking news, it will it will play a certain sound, and it it did it three times in five minutes, and I already know it's something bad. Yeah when that happens, you know, and, and, um, you know, I mean, there's not much to say. This is becoming commonplace in this country, which really sucks. Right. But we all have to, uh, try our best not to get cynical 
just um, <laughs> as hard as that is, you know, right. And just pull together and, and just, you know, be there for one another. Cause it's, it's, it's just bullshit. Yeah. You know? So, um, on that, we're going to switch gears. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I was actually not a couple. Yeah, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was, I, I came across a new term, uh, that I found on, on, a. Uh, that I heard on a uh, comedian, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Marin's uh, comedy special on Netflix. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that don't know, uh, check this out. You might have to find that courage. And I don't always have that kind of courage. I'm not the most courageous guy. I'm sort of an alpha pussy. Um, yeah, we exist. We exist. You know, there's the... There's the classic alpha male, just a meathead, rage-filled, like, Rah! and then there's the alpha pussy who makes fun of that guy. <laughs> You're like, that guy's a douchebag. Yeah, why don't you say it to his face? Because I'm saying it to you. <laughs> this is our hierarchy. That's theirs. This is how that works. So I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> an alpha pussy i'm like what the fuck <laughs> and i was like yeah that kind of makes sense when you think about it because you know you'll talk shit but it's like oh fuck that i'm not saying it to his face fuck right that, he's gonna bubble my ass into the ground <laughs> so it's like no we we on the sideline right and we're gonna share a moment but we don't need him to know <laughs> exactly <laughs> we have that bond between us but he don't need right. to see he know he don't need to be involved in it <laughs> This dude looked like 1970s Arnold Schwarzenegger. We having a private conversation on the sidelines. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, so yeah. So if you if you're one of those people that talk shit about people, you don't say it to their face. That's what you are. You're an alpha pussy. Right. <laughs> and I'll admit to that on my own sometimes. You know, because I look and I'm like that guy could smash me like a fucking bug. So I'm gonna there'll be. An be alpha pussy. There'll be times. There'll be times where I'll talk shit about somebody. And then I'll go, you know what? I'm just going to shut up because I'll never say this to his face. So I'm just going to kick it back because, you know, I'm getting a little old now. I ain't got time to be fighting. Right. You know, the back hurts in the morning, you know. Just exactly. Let these young dudes do it, you know. When you, got, when you have to get up in the morning, you got to stretch, you know. Cause you're right. Like, oh, you don't just pop out of bed. Right. You know, you don't, you don't, you can't survive on that two hours of sleep, you know, in between. You know, you, that drunken bender you had and still pull an eight hour day. Can't do that no more. When the Not. first thing you're first thing you're looking for when you get home from work, is a bottle of Advil. <laughs> um. <laughs> and when you lie down in your bed and you're going, oh, I, we should never be apart like this again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry we fought. <laughs> I know what I said this morning when I left you, but I've been thinking. <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so uh we wanted to follow up really quickly on one of the stories we brought to you last last week about uh Best Buy's money grab. Mm. Um so apparently they 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 got tired of everybody, you know, bitching and moaning and complaining and the and the media being real. Being yeah. real. <laughs> being real, yeah. <laughs> like apparently they didn't think they'd get that much flack over people paying an extra hundred bucks on a thousand dollar phone. And uh so they um, they, they issued a statement and they acted basically like a second grader, you know, when you call them on some shit, this is a statement Best Buy issued to Bloomberg after the, the, the reporting, although there are, there was clearly demand for an unactivated iPhone X selling it 
the, um, that way cost more money, causing some confusion with our customers and noise in the media, a spokesperson told uh, Bloomberg. That's why we decided a few days ago to only sell the phone the traditional way through monthly billing plans. So basically... They're basically wording it like, because you bitches were talking <laughs> shit, right? we're taking this away now, and you're the ones that lost. And, and noise in the media is like the nicest and most diplomatic way of saying fake news. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, basically what they mean is like, you know, because when you look at it, you're like, how does it cost you more money? And uh, I have it linked to a, a Verge article. And basically, if you if you know anything about the way cell phones work in, in stores and um, wireless companies, in order for you to get those cheaper prices, they get what's called a subsidy. And that allows them to sell you phones at a cheaper rate. And then you make payment plans and then they can charge you up the wazoo, whatever they want. The thing is, is that when they sell you an unactivated phone, which basically means it doesn't belong to a particular wireless company, they can only sell it. They they should be only able to sell it to you at full price. You pay and it's yours. The reason why they say it costs them more money is because they're not making money off of it. Right. And there are even some like uh, The Verge was talking to some. There was one article in here that said like or one um, one uh, person in here that said they don't they couldn't understand uh, why Best Buy would do something that would prevent people from coming into their stores. Like why 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 would you do that? You know, it's like they don't they don't understand how that works. And then one of the things that they that I mentioned in this article, which I I didn't know before, was that the uh, the writer of this um, this post said that they've seen this too with Android phones. Anytime you see one hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars off sales, he goes that usually applies through the monthly financing. So that's why they're doing it. So they're they're doing they were offering it to you with the extra hundred dollars so they can make a profit. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not like when they they're were, not supposed to make a profit right. on the phone. Right. They're Particularly trying to double Apple. Dip. Particularly Apple. Because Apple, if you notice Apple, uh Samsung, and um usually the gaming consoles, not the, the peripherals, but the consoles, uh Xbox, PS4, Nintendo, they're all sold at the same price. A lot of times if you see deals, it'll always be, oh, and get a $25 gift card or right. something like that. That's the only kind of incentive they can really offer, but they can't do anything on the price of the consoles. That's the same thing. So they're not technically, if you're going to sell it this way, you should only be doing it that way and selling it the way it is without the extra cash. So, you know, not sure what the fuck Best Buy was up doing with that. They're just trying to double dip. They yeah. thought they were slick. I'm surprised we. I, I am, and I said this last time. I'm surprised we didn't hear Apple making some noise on that too. Going, well, that's hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? That's probably why they pulled it because Apple. They probably said it in the background. I, yeah. I almost can guarantee it because honestly, the news can say whatever the fuck they want. Right. You know, Best Buy will do whatever they want. It's a free market. But if Apple's like, um, excuse me, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, and then I go, oh, I'm, th- I'm sorry, boss. <laughs> right. Because you know. uh, after the podcast, I even tweeted it. I'm like, Best Buy. And I'm like, or no, I said at Apple. I go, how can you let Best Buy do this? And I linked the article to it. You know, so I'm sure they were. And I know I wasn't the only one because there were quite a Listen. few of them like that. So I was thinking Apple's probably mm-hmm. like going, hey, 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 what are you doing? You know what it sounds like to me? Mm. Is that we are the sole reason <laughs> that Apple stepped in because we said some shit. And right. Apple was like, wait, what? Yeah. 
What the fuck is Best Buy doing? Oh hell nah. Fuck this. And by the way, you know, You're uh, welcome. we're not we're not, you know, pandering to anybody, but we do like the listeners in the in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, right. You know, um, so you know, we we appreciate what you do. We appreciate you know everything, and you know if you want to drop something our way, go ahead, feel free. Listen. We'll get an honest an honest review, you know. Whatever's whatever's clever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, <laughs> uh, also up in the uh, Washington area as well. Yeah. The really Redmond area, that there. Redmond, the Redmond area. specific yeah. area, just show us a lot of love <laughs> and. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I Wait, guess. Wait, hey, real quick for an unrelated reason. <laughs> um, where is Tesla again? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Right? I can't remember. I'm, I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking right. for a friend. You yeah, because you know, <laughs> Tesla doing it big, and, and I just think, um, I think the common man really needs to see a common man driving that car. Um, and I, I'm just saying, I might know a guy. <laughs> who is willing to make that sacrifice of his time because really it's a sacrifice of time of course of course um a sacrifice of his time to really show off not only the main car but also that suv joint because we're trying to get some variety you know what i mean um i might have his contact information uh, available at any time and you can so, hit us up at the lazy geeks network right. at gmail.com that's right <laughs> <laughs> I got no fucking shame, dude. Let me get a Tesla. Bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and on that note, I think it's time we uh, jump into some headlines. Uh, you kind of cut yourself off with that a little bit. I was a little too excited, you know. <laughs> I mean, I hear you on that. Right. You know? <laughs> well, this this particular story has got a lot of play on the website and and on Facebook. Um, don't fuck with the mouse is pretty much the point of this whole article. Which everyone should already have known. Right, I know. But, you know, hey, sometimes people need to be reminded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so never pick a fight with the house that, that Mickey built. Uh, who would have thought a review of Thor Ragnarok would be the source of this feud? Well, it wasn't, but it seems that this is the final straw. The Los Angeles Times revealed why their publication was devoid of a review of the new Marvel movie. It was because Disney had blackballed the publication for a nefarious piece done regarding the relationship between Disney and the city of Anaheim. The, the piece discussed the ties to the city, the subsidies it receives, incentives, rebates, and protection it receives from future taxes. The question the Los Angeles Times is placing is Disney paying its fair share. So the Los Angeles Times took to its calendar section to reveal why the review was missing from Friday's paper. Quote, Walt Disney Company Studios declined to screen the movie for the Times critics, citing what it called unfair coverage of its business ties with the city of Anaheim, the statement reads. The Times will continue to review and cover Disney movies and programs when they are available to the public. Justin Chang's review of Thor Ragnarok will appear in Saturday's paper. Deadline is reporting that the Times... Sunday, uh, the Sunday's Times annual holiday movie sneak actions... Disney's upcoming releases will be missing from that publication. Quote, the annual holiday movie sneak section published by the Los Angeles Times typically includes features on movies from all major studios reflecting the diversity of uh, films Hollywood offers during the holidays, one of the busiest box office periods of the year. The Times will note in a statement to readers 
This year, Walt Disney Company's studio declined to offer the Times advanced screenings, citing that it will it what it called unfair coverage of its business ties to Anaheim. The Times will continue to review and cover Disney movies and programs when they're available to the public. Of course, later on Friday, Disney responded with the um, to the reports of Disney blacklist in the LA Times and took a shot at their journalistic integrity. Quote. We regularly work with news organizations around the world, and we don't always agree with, but in this instance, the LA Times showed a complete disregard for basic journalistic standards, Disney said in a statement. Despite our sharing numerous indisputable facts with the reporters, several editors, and the publisher over many months, the Times moved forward with their biased and inaccurate series, wholly driven by a political agenda, so much so that the Orange County Register referred to the report as a hit piece with a seemingly predetermined narrative. Disney added Friday, giving no quarters. We've had a long relationship with the LA Times, and we hope they will adhere to balanced reporting in the future. It appears that neither Disney nor the Los Angeles Times is backing down. It will be a while before they end up on friendly terms, so we will need to resort to online reviews uh, or wait until the critics of the LA Times see it with you during the weekend. So that whole and we hope. Yeah. And we hope that's like that's like the mob saying right. you need to do that. And we hope you'll get your yeah. fucking shit together. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like and we hope, you know, we hope this hasn't been a um, what do they usually say that we hope this hasn't been a um, hindrance on anything. Right. You know, basically check your shit. <laughs> and we hope make it just business, wait. Gangs. Right. And we hope our business will continue <laughs> right. in an equally beneficial <laughs> manner. By the way, Meaning, all the, by the way, all the LA Times that had season passes revoked. Revoked. <laughs> that would suck. I know you get there like, oh, you work for the LA Times. Security will see you out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, we have a press pass. Oh, that ain't good here, bro. You oh, need to bounce. Go, oh, you have a press pass. Oh, you do shrimp. <laughs> right or they have to have a shredder right next and they sh- right making complete eye contact when they sh- throw it into the shredder <laughs> <laughs> listen uh, don't fuck with the mouse you already know yeah you, and if you didn't you should have that's your fault <laughs> i mean yeah exactly like and it's not even because it's mickey mouse it's just like here's a huge powerful company oh my god yeah i mean report fairly yeah but don't don't overreach. Right. <laughs> you're just a you're just a newspaper. Right. And somewhere somewhere down the pipeline, Disney probably owns you. Yeah. yeah it's somewhere. somewhere. And somewhere. Somewhere out there. Anyway. <laughs> it has been a bad week for Kevin Spacey, to say the least. Yeah. He was suspended from the Netflix show House of Cods, which has actually been canceled now. From what I hear. Longtime manager throws up deuces. Even television series uh, using his name went into an 11th hour ADR session. What is that? Uh, it's additional um, dialogue recording. Oh. So basically, yeah, because uh, apparently. I to cut it, his name out. Yeah, because somebody, I think one of the TV shows just was using his name. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they were an actor. And like, yeah, I'm, I got to roll a new Kevin Spacey movie. And they. Like, huh? like like the day before air they changed it to like christian bale or something like that right all because he he has a thing for teenage boys but he didn't see this coming when he woke up 
woke up for work on Monday. Well, the, the hits just keep on coming with Netflix parting ways with the actor on the series of his upcoming biopic. Netflix will not be involved with any further production of House of Cards that includes Kevin Spacey's. We, Kevin Spacey, we will con- continue to work with MRC during this hiatus time to evaluate our path forward as it relevant relates Jesus <laughs> to the show. Netflix said in a press release, we have also decided we will not be moving forward with the release of the film Gore, uh, which was in post-production starring and produced by Kevin Spacey. For the House of Cards series, it was reported online that only two episodes of the new season were filmed. There is a possibility that the series could return to production after Thanksgiving, according to Deadline. We've really been told nothing, which leads a lot of us to think that it's over. A House of Cards insider told Deadline today um, of where things stand. The season was completely written when production began, but the time will but the time will allow MRC and the writers to figure out an option without Spacey. If it does return, you can expect a scenario where Spacey's character is killed off. However, the final season five would be a good ending point. They may go off into the into the spin-off series. While we continue the ongoing investigation into the serious allegations concerning Kevin Spacey's behavior on the set of House of Cards, he has been suspended effectively imme- effective immediately, MRC said in a statement on Friday. Um, MRC, in partnership with Netflix, will continue to evaluate a creative path forward for the program during the hiatus. Gore was a biopic of Gore Vidal that was recently ended, or has recently ended production and about to go into post netflix has pulled the plug on that movie it will be interesting if netflix will ever release it at some point i would not be surprised if we see it on their streaming service in a few years yeah when the smoke clears because they already spent money on it right yeah um that should be enough time for people to forget so by the way that article was brought to you by stephen vargas yes let it be known okay (laughs) um yeah let it be enjoyed (laughs) it kind of bums me out like two things, House of Cards is done. You you can't you can't continue. He was that show, yeah. So you can't really continue it without it. But it also bums me out because I like Kevin Spacey. I know that's I think what makes it sting a little bit more. Nobody really liked Harvey Weinstein or or, or like or the- I don't even know who Harvey Weinstein was. <laughs> to be really honest with you. Well, even in people in Hollywood didn't like him. But you know Kevin Spacey, yeah, because he was kind of upfront. You kind of saw him, and you know you're like, oh, cool. He's like you know an actor, and he's kind of funny and stuff like that. And now you're kind of hearing all these things coming up front, and you're just kind of like, ooh. He was kind of dirty with that fucking misdirect, too. So the, yeah. first, the first thing, the dude from Star Trek was the first, the new Star Trek, was mm-hmm. the first one to say, it was a, the uh, science dude from Star Trek, right? Yeah. He was the first one to say um, that there was a situation when he was 14. First of all, I want to know, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not giving Kevin, Kevin Spacey an excuse, but I'm curious, who... Why did his parents let him go as a fourteen-year-old to a Hollywood party? Well, they were they were yeah because they, well they were both on Broadway at the I time. I know, but we all know about those fucking Hollywood parties. Let's let's keep it cool. Well, you the, know what I mean? Problem, like the problem that we run into, and that's the same thing. Like um, the whole thing with uh, uh, Corey Feldman, how he's talking about how that you know the whole you know pedophile thing going on in Hollywood. He's been talking about that for years. No one listens to him. Right, because everybody's like, oh, he's because he's done or whatnot. 
And, you know, now he's like saying, see, I kind of, you know, I was kind of saying something. And um, and Cor- oh, now that it's a Star Trek actor, you got to pay attention. Yeah. But now Corey Haim's mom is over there saying, oh, he's full of shit. I'm like, yeah, because Corey Haim's mom sold him out to make movies. To, exactly. And, and it's been known that he didn't have a good relationship with his mom. So, it's all fucking, it's all money. Yeah. And, and, and it always is. Yeah. People people get hush mouth because they, they, they won't make as much, much money because the actors that make money off of are doing these heinous things. And then they, and they'll just find someone else to do it. And then, of course, it's like, well, you know, I really want this. So, I mean, you and you, you've heard stories, you know. Heather Graham and um, Olivia Munn and, mm. you know, all of these other actresses that are coming I didn't out. hear the the Olivia Munn one. Who yeah. who was fucking with her? Uh, Brett Ratner. Oh, yeah. He's another one that's on the chopping block. Yeah. Listen, and, and, and let me just reiterate real quick. Me bringing that up, I'm not bringing that up to say, oh, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's not what I'm saying at all. He's a 14-year-old kid. He shouldn't have been there, but he also wasn't making the choices. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing up another issue that's been around forever is these child stars. They get treated like a commodity, yeah. you know, and, and they, they, their parents are high on the fucking money. I mean, look at a uh, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Perfect example. You know, I mean, he, he ended up fucking, what was it? Almost broke. Yeah. Cause his parents spent all his money. Well, yeah. And that's know? generally what it is. It's just like, you know, you're doing it for the family. And then, you know, and then the problem is, is with a lot of these parents, they're living they're living their dream vicariously through their kids so they want their, right so they'll you know do whatever because it's you know you got to do it for us maybe maybe it's the parent in me but the fir- the first thing i i i thought when i when he came out uh with um the star trek i say and i can't remember his name i'm sorry but he said that uh he said kevin spacey was fucking when he was 14 the first thing was like why was there a 14 year old there <laughs> like who were his parents you know what i mean like I mean, I have kids around that age, and I would never send them to a Hollywood party. I don't care what they were doing. Well, just uh, even just, ne- um, I think it was yesterday, Saturday. I mean, I I read a report that said Richard Dreyfuss's son said that Kevin Spacey groped him. You know, when he came Dude. over to his house. But so, that misdirect though, like he, yeah, he was like, like he was like, you know, oh, I might have been a gay drunk, man, and, and I'm like, don't. and then he's like, I'm gonna live as a gay man. You're like, going, oh, dude, don't do that. Don't. Like you're you're trying to hop on that fucking gravy train of every time <laughs> someone comes out as gay, everyone flies flags for him, right? And then all the whole fucking um, <laughs> LBGYQLT plus sign. I can't remember how many fucking letters are in that thing. Um, they were all up in arms, like fuck you, yeah. You know, this is you're you're a piece of shit. But then the news, of course, like they always do, he goes, "Oh, he's making the gay community look bad." No, he's not. He's making himself look bad. Well, he's it's trying. Like, he's he's trying to use that misdirect to say, like, "Oh, well, I only did this because I'm because I'm a gay man." Because I'm a like, homosexual. Oh, yeah. dude, no, no, you're no, pulling no. that old stereotype, you know? No, no, no. yeah. Well, <laughs> should, here's my question though: I'm coming out with these allegations, these are minors. Is he going to get jail time? That's the real question. Yeah. And you know, apparently, but then he, you know, he's not the only one because, well, that um, the um, the actor from Star Trek Discovery isn't the only one because there are quite a few that are coming out saying that he did this. So who knows? But he's and it's but not he's just a, Kevin Spacey, though. but he's a big Hollywood actor. I and doubt any of them will serve jail time. It, and that's the sad thing yeah. is that they get away scot free. Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, his career is over. You don't think Kevin Spacey got money? Yeah. So he can't act anymore. Whatever. He's still going to live in a mansion. He's going to have plenty of dough. It's it's just a dirty situation, and yeah. I think um, I'm happy. And while while yeah, sometimes these things get some things get blown out of proportion. The the internet does one thing, good, 
is when something like this happens, it's not ignored. Like it's everywhere. Right. And it, it's everywhere instantly and everybody knows about it. So in this instance, that's good. You know, because because yeah. if, if you're if you're this fucking disgusting, everyone should know. I want to <laughs> know when people are a piece of shit so I can avoid them. You are. I'm not a piece of shit. You can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can move I'm, on. I'm, I'm letting you know on this podcast that that Adam has has handled me inappropriately from time to time. Only because I, he wants it. Well, don't yeah. let him fucking <laughs> fool you. <laughs> All um, I know, all I know, okay, and I, this is the last thing I'm going to say on. <laughs> if I found out my 14-year-old kid was was fucking played with, I don't care who it is. I'm coming for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's 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 interesting to see that I haven't heard anything from the parent. Um because they were part of it. They know they were in the fucking wrong cuz I bet you they were at that same party getting wasted with some other fucking actor. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just ridiculous. So moving on into gaming news. In light of online retailers and digital copies for gaming, GameStop has been trying to find new ways to get customers into their store. Aside from, you know, trying to sell off games for a fraction of what you originally paid for them. It seems that they are moving into the Gamefly territory by offering game rentals. The Verge is reporting that GameStop will begin a game rental service that is slated to begin around mid-November. The new game, the new program, I'm sorry, called Power Pass will cost you 60 bucks for six months. This will allow you to borrow any used game that GameStop has in stock. In that six-month period, you'll be able to rent any used game, play it as much as you want, return it, and check out another title. At the end of the six months, you can keep whatever the last title you checked out. The only stipulation to join the service, you need to be a member of their ser- of, re- of their reward service. GameStop offers a power-up rewards program, but a free version of the membership will work. The only other limitation is that you are subject to the library of your local GameStop. According to the company, the new service will, will be available to purchase, quote, the week of November 13th. You can also purchase it as a gift, but the receiver needs to be a power-up rewards member as well. If you like a lot of game, if you like to play a lot of games, this may be a good deal. However, you're still paying sixty bucks for a game you get to keep. Paying playing the minimum of three games during the six month period would make it a better deal. If it is not clear whether you'll be able to transfer it between different stores in case you rent one from one location and move to a, another for a better selection. However, with the holidays coming up, this would be a good good idea for someone that likes to play. Maybe they don't know. Uh, which game they want signing up for a free version of the power up rewards is a small price to pay in the end this is a good deal for people who are steady playing games yeah like if you have if if you're burning through content it's it's a great deal but i think for someone who you know works a nine to five or something like that it's it's a little bit it's not i mean any rental service really is kind of like that you know like um but i think um i think it's cool i mean where were we supposed to get fucking digital rentals through thought, Xbox and shit, that was something that was talked about. Yeah, yeah, much like I mean, else. I'm I'm not complaining because they came out <laughs> but, with that. Uh, but the, that yeah, I was going to say the Game Pass is service. kind of yeah, their, that's kind that's of their, way dope. That seems to be kind of what they ended up going with, right? And and Sony with its uh, streaming service, yeah, uh, PlayStation which now, is, oh no, know, PlayStation something. It's a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> moving moving <laughs> along. 
Um, this is a story that directly affects me, so it's the most important. Um, <laughs> this almost became this almost became the discussion topic. That's how important that's right. it was. <laughs> that's right. In case you haven't heard, also another article from Steve Vargas. Keep it keep it real. And BlizzCon 2017 is going on right now. Well, well, it was at not, the time. Not <laughs> while while not while you're listening to this, but um, the event is be is being held in Anaheim and if you are unable to attend it's not the end of the world. The event is being live streamed and you can you can become a part of that. You can also just read all the fucking articles that are written on the lazy geeks or elsewhere. <laughs> right. Um there were announcements expected but Blizzard led off with one during the opening ceremony. CEO Mike Morheim announced that StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty is becoming free to play. The real-time strategy game was launched in 2010 for Windows and Mac. This was the sequel for Windows for, and Mac. That, that's just kind of weird to say now. Well, because Blizzard Blizzard makes I don't know if they still do it, but they made all their games on Mac. They started yeah, I know, as but a nowadays Mac game. It's company. just so weird to just hear just Windows and Mac. Windows and Mac. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> this was the sequel to the nineteen ninety-eight StarCraft. Uh why why twelve years between games? Because Blizzard, that's why. And that's actually very true. On November 14th, players will be able to play the entire Wings of Liberty campaign at no additional cost. However, if you already own the content, you will receive Hot of the Swarm at no additional cost, according to Verge. The release of the sequel is free to play as time perfectly. Earlier this year, the original StarCraft Remastered was released. The HD remaster has updated to, to people that owned the original game and available as new to people that never owned the original classic. While it makes sense that Blizzard would re-release the sequel in a remastered format, but it wouldn't hold the same nostalgic appeal. Not to mention the sequel was released seven years ago, while the original was in the late century. This allowed it feels weird to say late century. <laughs> this allows StarCraft fans to play both games until your heart's content. BlizzCon runs through this weekend or last weekend, as, as you are listening to this, and expect no more news because it's over. <laughs> so, um, no, the, the way this affects me is I I own Wings of Liberty. And people used to bug the shit. Why don't you buy Heart of Storm? Heart of Storm so dope. Blah, 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 blah. And, eh, I don't want to buy it. Ha, now I get it free. So, fuck all of you. I just had to wait five years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look how long you had to wait for StarCraft the, uh, Remastered, you know? <laughs> but this is a great game. I mean, if you've never played... Um, this style of game, and I don't want to hear you strategy. people. I don't want to hear you people go, man. I paid full price for this game ten years ago, <laughs> or yeah, seven years ago. It. It's like, come on. Um, if you've never played this style of game, like a real time strategy, base building and stuff like that, definitely do yourself a, a service and download it because they they this is this is one of the the peaks of that genre, and it is really well done. Um, the storyline can take forever to get through, but. <laughs> The online matches and they got they got tons of like specialty kind of games on the online and all this weird shit going on. That's pretty dope. All right. So uh so you know what Adam's gonna be doing when when this uh when this rolls out. You already know. Shit. <laughs> all right, so moving on into comic news. Over the past several weeks, readers have been learning all about the evil incarnations of Batman that have risen from the dark multiverse to lay waste to the DCU, uh, the DC universe as part of Dark Knight's metal. Metal! 
<laughs> the event shepherded by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo has already led to a number of offshoots and spinoffs for um, the most fascinating of which may real may very well be the one shot that offers answers to the questions we have had about new characters like Red Death, the Dawnbreaker and murder, uh, the murder machine and the Merciless. This week, or last week's, latest in, um, installment of the series of evil Batman one-shots, Batman the Devastator, comes from the creative team of Mark Thierry, James T- um, Tynan, and Tony S. Daniel. As the title says, the story focuses on the creature known as the Devastator, the equivalent of Superman in Metal's Dark Justice League formed by evil Bruce Wayne's. The issues take place among... Um, place moments after uh, after the events of Dark Knight Metal number three, after our Superman has taken the leap from his reality into the Dark Universe thanks to the help of the Flash and the Anti-Monitor's cosmic tuning fork. At uh, Barbados Behest, Devastator's task is to retrieve the tuning fork for his master to use, but he as he does so, a flashback takes us to Earth One to show us this particular twisted version of Batman's origin, the origin story that is actually quite familiar. The flashback takes place a number of years ago, throwing the reader right into the thick of battle. Batman, armored with a kryptonite spear, is taking his desperate fight to a bat uh, to a Superman who cannot be stopped, controlled, or reasoned with. For reasons even that Batman appears not to know or understand, Superman has turned against his friends and the people of Earth, the people he had sworn to protect. The resulting battle resembles resembles the titular fight of Batman v v Superman, Dawn of Justice. As you might recall... (laughs) (laughs) As you might recall, the movie depicted an intense battle between the two superheroes with the Dark Knight... hoping to use the spear he made of kryptonite to bring the end to the last son of Krypton, a fight he almost won, if it, if not to mention of a particular name. The While the comics fights uh, between the two superheroes is quite similar to uh, one from the movie, it takes a much different turn before either character has a chance to utter the name Martha. Batman severs, or Superman severs Bruce's arm. This prompts Batman to recognize that he has no choice but to inject himself with a dangerous and infectious doomsday virus, which turns whoever it infects into no more than a beast and a murderer. The resulting fight very much reads like a Batman v Superman brawl between Man of Steel and Doomsday, something that was no doubt meant to emulate and honor the big screen confrontation. And while this Superman doesn't die as a result of being stabbed by the Kryptonite spear, he too meets his end due to a rather vile, violent impalement. Uh, in that way, it's possible to see Batman Devastator as an Elseworlds type of twist on film, much darker, with a dark, let me try that again, with a darker, much more gruesome conclusion to the fight. One that ends not, with the heroes bonding over the fact that their mothers have the same name, but with death and devastation, pun completely intended. Can we get over the fucking Martha thing for Christ's sake? <laughs> Let it go. It's a thing that's going to stick for quite a while. I, I got to admit, um, <laughs> but I haven't really, I haven't really, I've been collecting it, but I haven't really read these uh, Dark Knight medals. But um, I've been <laughs> every time, every time someone says. 
Dark Knight Metal. Yeah. Cowboys from Hell plays in my head. Just the <laughs> beginning riff. <laughs> or for me, Alan, every time somebody says something metal on um, last podcast on the left, and then yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't really been. I have. I've been collecting, but I haven't read any of the metal issues. But from what I've been listening to from that uh, DC Comics squ- Squadcast, they actually sound pretty fucking dope. So I need to start listening to that podcast again. Yeah, and I've been listening. I now that my commute is uh, two hours to and two hours back. Yeah, you kind of get through a lot start. of shows. That's right. You'll be adding so many more because you're like, fuck! I listened to all of these already. <laughs> right. Well, I also have books. Yeah. I have my Kindle, you know. But sometimes who, who, who I just want to stare out the window. Exactly. Who fucking reads? <laughs> I read, asshole. <laughs> so. Moving right it's, along. It reminds me of it remind that reminds me of that uh um what's his name? Um uh oh fuck, I forgot. Damn it. Uh Louis C. K. where he's like, I was listening to NPR yesterday. Yes, because I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I cheated this week because I came across uh, everything that's coming to Marvel Unlimited in November. But then it's it's not really a it's not really a cheat because I'm cheat. like we do this. F- I would have done that if that was because it, it's complicated. Right. Because we do this for Netflix, we do this for everything else. I might as well throw a mention because this Marvel Unlimited is kind of slick. So I'm just gonna say it real quick. But this is everything that comes mm-hmm. in, uh, and it has it broken down by weeks. Um, and I'm just gonna kind of go through them. So week of eleven six, which is this week, um, all new Guardians of the Galaxy number one, Black Bolt number one, Bullseye number four. I'm not going to say number because I'm, I'm, I'm going to hate the word number at the end of this list. <laughs> Champions 8, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout 1, Guardians of the Galaxy Mother Entropy 1, Hawkeye 6, Iron Fist 3, Jean Grey 1, Marvel Universe Avengers Ultron Revolution 10, Nova 6, Secret Empire 1, a lot of ones coming out this week, Spider-Gwen 19, Spider-Man 16, Spider-Man 2099-23, um, Spider-Man slash Deadpool 17, Star Wars Poe Dameron, 14. Um, Star Wars Rogue One Adaptation, 2. Uh, the Unstoppable Wasp, 5. X-Men Gold, 3. Uh, and for the week of November 13th, All New Wolverine, 20. Of, um, blah, 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 Amazing Spider-Man, 27. Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, 7. Uh, America, 3. I want to read that. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Um, Avengers when 7. When you open it up, it goes, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you open it up and something explodes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Black Panther and the Crew 2. Uh, Deadpool 30. Guardians of the Galaxy Mother Entropy 2. Uh, Gwenpool the Unbelievable 15. Kingpin 4. Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy 19. Miss Marvel 18. Old Man Logan 23. Rocket 1. Secret Wars 1. Silver Surfer 11. Star Wars The Screaming Citadel 1. Uncanny Avengers 23, Weapon X 3, X-Men Blue 3, um, Zombies Assemble 1. Week of November 20th, Dead... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil tw- uh, 20. What was that going to um, be? Because I was, was going to say Deadpool. Oh. Because um, it's the next one. Deadpool versus The Punisher 3, Generation X 1, Guardians of the Galaxy Mother Entropy 3. Um, it, wait a minute. You get all them Guardians of the Galaxy Entropy 1s this, yeah. this month. Um, Invincible Iron Man 7, Luke Cage 1, Mighty Thor 19, Monsters Unleashed 2, Nick Fury 2, Royals 3, Secret Empire 2, Star Wars 31, Star Wars Poe Dameron 15, The Punisher 12, The Unbeatable Squirrel 20, U.S. Avengers, eh, 
six. Um, <laughs> Ultimates, two, seven. And the final week, uh, November 27th, which is also my birthday week, there ladies and gentlemen. There you okay? go. So you're welcome. Um, send all your thank you cards to my mother. And um, be sure the sta- the 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 uh, statue is bronzed. Right. Because, you know, that just has a good look to it. But make sure it looks like me, though. <laughs> just saying. But you could make him a little thinner, though. You know what I'm <laughs> right? saying? So you're like, um, going, oh, my God, he looks like fucking he belongs in the movie 300. <laughs> it's the same. Right. It's the same fest, fit face. Blech. It's the same face, like my face and beard and everything. But it's Henry Cavill's body and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you look and you're like, I, I agree with that. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wear, I wear a lot of hoodies. So you can't really I tell. I layer a lot. So, you know, you can't really <laughs> tell the physique that's underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all new guardians of the galaxy 2 ben riley scarlet spider 2 black panther 14 captain america steve rogers 17 doctor strange and the sorcerer supreme 8 electra 4 guardians of the galaxy mother entropy 4 so you get all four fucking issues this month that's dope i am group one in famous oh i'm sorry infamous <laughs> um infamous <laughs> infamous iron man 8 Jean Grey 2, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur 19, Mosaic 8, which is the final issue, which it notes here, um, Secret Warriors 2, Star-Lord Annual 1, the, the Mighty Captain Marvel 5, The Totally Awesome Hulk 19. They're running out of fucking titles for Hulk books. <laughs> I know, right? Um, now it's just Hulk. <laughs> right. Venom 150 and X-Men Blue Four and the, and one of the reasons why I brought this up too is as I always for any Marvel fan out there anyone who's just curious maybe you're a DC fan you're curious about what Marvel's doing great way to jump on board they're always having sales and even when they don't have sales it's not that expensive well the unlimited ne- stuff like the unlimited stuff is like I think it's ten bucks a month yeah yeah and it's, it's, it's six Netflix months. for fucking Marvel comics right but it's it runs like six months behind I think but so but here's the thing but- and this is why I'm thinking about getting. Because I'm thinking about getting it again. Yeah, I, I, I tried say. the trial. <laughs> because it's six months behind, sure. But I I don't read Marvel. Right. So to me, it's all fucking new. What, I thought, what, I, mean? pre- what so, I thought was pretty dope about it is the fact that you you get some old classic series in there too. Yeah. Because I remember because I remember you you let me you let me check it out for a little bit when you when you had the trial. And mm-hmm. I remember it was like like you got like old classic like X Men and classic Spider Man. So I actually read the uh, Web of Spider Man series because I used to collect that when I was a kid because that was like the third Spider Man title that came out. Yeah, that, but that's, that's some cool shit. I mean, if you just like even if you just like reading comics, you don't care. You know, you, you want to read old stuff. That's a good thing to get into. And honestly, six months in comic book terms is not that fucking old. Mm-mm. That's six issues. For the monthlies. I mean, you're not that far behind. No. You know, so it's it's definitely worth it. I mean, I think when I finally get a, a tablet, get a little ten inch, right. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it again. Yeah. And then I'll I'll start catching up. I wish DC had something like this. I know. I really I wish they had their own. And I would and already I even, have it. I even I mean, once I once I get back on my feet again, I was I was thinking of going Marvel's Unlimited, but I was also thinking of getting back Comicsology because Comicsology is a good one too because they do all the off you know, like IDW, uh, yeah. image, all that stuff. If you like reading a lot of that stuff, that's that's a good one to get on too. Um, so that would DC be... steady being stingy. I know with the comics, like it just hook up with fucking comicsology. Fuck it. Or better yet, hook a brother up. We'll take care of it. You know, Listen. I mean, you know, we'll give you fair reviews. You know, I mean, 
they already know if yeah. dc gave it every comic would be gold yeah i'd be like this is the best comic ever <laughs> and now we move on to the even bestest comic ever <laughs> what's this got does this comic say dc on it greatest comic ever <laughs> i've never heard of this one but this is amazing <laughs> motherfucker i didn't even read this one this is the greatest comic. <laughs> i just got the box that says dc on it it's the greatest book ever. it's just the cover the cover is a black cover it just says dc and there's nothing inside <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this fucking comic changed my life <laughs> <laughs> but straight up if marvel dc if you guys are listening e- image Listen. all idw if you guys are listening go ahead you know where to find Shit, archie comics if you listen and just yeah. let me know yeah Fuck. <laughs> uh so moving on into technology news some fucked up shit huh? <laughs> if you if you living in if you're living in the san francisco area and you didn't were hoping this shit happen didn't this shit happen last time an iphone came out i I I I want to say yeah, but I don't know for sure. I can't remember. Well, when someone approaches you and asks you if you want to purchase an iPhone X, just keep walking. Chances are it could be one of the 300 plus iPhone X devices that were stolen off a UPS truck on Wednesday. According to local reports, three quote unquote husky men wearing hoodies broke into a UPS truck parked outside an Apple store in San Francisco. The stolen device is worth about $370,000 was parked out in front of Stonestown Galleria Mall between 11.15 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. According to the driver, he had locked the truck and made an to, and made another delivery. It was during that time that the thieves broke into the truck and grabbed all 313 devices. They fled in a Dodge van and have yet to be caught. Quote, given the dollar value of the incident appears to be, uh, it appears it was planned, said SFPD Captain Ricky X. Police believe that the thieves were tracking the truck and knew what they were looking for. The devices are selling for more than twice their value on online auction sites and probably more on the street. UPS and Apple are working closely with law law enforcement. Um, Unfortunately for the thieves, all the devices are cataloged with an IMEI serial number. Useless. Yeah, that means the number on, that's the number on the side of the box. It, uh, that is the singular identification number for every device. Uh, every device, uh, Apple will not, will most likely brick the stolen devices and will render them u- unusable. Unfortunate for people purchasing these devices that don't know the difference. So be careful when purchasing a device from an online auction or marketplace site. Not only that, but from people wanting to offload one without a receipt, they will have your hard-earned money, and you will be left with a bricked phone. Don't even think about running to Apple because you can be charged with purchasing a stolen device. As for the people planning to pick up the iPhone X at the um, Stonestown Apple store, you are going to be okay. Apple will have all your devices ready with the demand of these phones it's, um, are causing on the market pl- marketplace. I doubt this will be the last we hear of this type of thing. It's so funny, though, because they're useless. Yeah. Like, they'll still sell a lot of them, though, because most people don't know. Right. But, like, it's not even – I mean, back in the day, when if you bought a stolen phone, you basically bought a tablet because right. you could still use it. You just couldn't activate it. It ain't even like that anymore. No, no. Because as soon as that SIM card turns on, which is – by the way, you can't stop it from doing that right. unless you pull it out. Right. Like, if they pull the SIM card out before they start it, there's a good chance they can use it as a tablet. But most people aren't going to do that because they're dumb. Anyone who spent two grand on eBay to buy an, an iPhone X is not fucking intelligent enough right. to know to take the SIM card out. So it's it's going to be brick. 
And then they're going to be like, and they'll probably call Apple too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, your phone's a piece of shit. I spent two grand. It's like, yeah, you didn't pay us, motherfucker. We don't they'll give a like, shit. Uh, oh, what's the, uh, what's the uh, IMID number? Yeah, okay, that was stolen off a truck. So um, the police are on Go their way. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, because it, it's, isn't it technically illegal to buy a cell phone? It's like scalping tickets. It's kind of like a law like that. Like you're not supposed to buy them outside of the shop when they first come out or something like that. I no, you can buy a device. You know, you can buy a device on. I've, I used to buy phones all the time off of eBay, but they had to be within the. They either had to be unlocked, or they had to. You can after a certain period of yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Not you know launch day. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Um. Moving, moving along to a better company. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For the however, oh, however, if uh, you know Apple wants to send a pair of uh, iPhone X's, so we can give a honest review. That's right. You know, and or- could you possibly send them unlocked? <laughs> and not because I'm going to sell them later, <laughs> right? <laughs> but because I just want you know, I want the full experience, right? That's what I'm saying. And use it on any carrier I have. <laughs> Um, and the huge iPad Pro. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that 14-inch joint? Yeah. Send me that, because <laughs> right. I'll use that. I saw a review from uh, my man Austin Evans on YouTube. He was comparing that 14-inch um, Apple tablet to uh, the new Surface, mm-hmm. and I do prefer the Surface, but right. that it was impressive, man. That 14-inch yeah. was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was kinda, like, shit. You're, you're kind of like, I don't know what to do with all this. <laughs> Right, and then he he had a little case that had the keyboard and shit. I'm like, oh, you're ready to fucking go with that, dude. <laughs> All right, so another article from the mind of Stephen Vargas. Um, it starts with "For the longest time, <laughs> a um, <laughs> users have always had the ability to upgrade to Windows 10." In July 2016, Microsoft ended the mass free up upgrade to Windows 10 with the anniversary release. However, there was always a backup version of the upgrade. If you used assistive technology to operate your Windows machine, you were still eligible for a free upgrade to Windows 10. At the time, there was no end date to that offer. That is no longer true. Ars Technica is reporting that assistive technology users have until December 31st, 2017 to upgrade to Windows 10 for free. Will they create a new way for a free upgrade? Most likely not. It has been two and a half years since the rollout of Windows 10. Much like with the upgrade from Windows XP, Microsoft will not continue allowing a free upgrade forever. Newer desktops and laptops have been coming with the upgrade software since 2015. Anyone that wanted to upgrade will already have done so. If you have been holding out for one reason or another, you're, you still have a chance. It is, it is key to know that verification that verification that you use assistive technology is not required. I know this because I read about it and actually did it. That was Steve speaking. I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> I, several months ago. Uh, go ahead. I, um, oh, I was just gonna say, I think the last part of that is basically my experience as far as how to do it. Because some people were like, well, what do you, you have, you just have to find the, um, the, um, it, um, uh, assisted technologies page um, and then just download it. The The only downside to downloading that is you don't get a complete free install or complete clean install option. It will just update, you know, it'll update as just updating the OS, but keep everything there. 
um, that and then you can just reset it. Then yeah, then you can just go ahead and then just create, and then you can just actually just create the uh, media installation key, and yeah. then just go ahead and do a clean install that way. Which I ended up having to do because even though it upgraded, I had to update a lot of the software that I had on there, and it was just kind of running glitchy and shit. Upgrade upgrades are always fucking weird. Yeah. Like it, it's just too much. Yeah. Um. Several months ago. Oh, oh, you already said that. Yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah, um, I think towards the end is if I might come back to it again. I'm not sure. Fortunately, I would have to pay. Ba ba ba. Microsoft could be okay. Microsoft can be a pain in many areas, but restoring an existing version of your operating system is not one of them. They have been attempting to get people on the same operating system for easier updates, much like what Apple does with their operating system. This is rumored to be their last specific operating system. Uh, if you are still leery about it, get over yourself. It is, uh, it is something new to learn. However, it is a lot better than Windows 8 or Vista. So my whole take on this real quick is... Um, <laughs> Wait for it. Me, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be stupid about it. It's They're going to a rolling release. Apple has been successfully doing that uh, for many years, and many Linux distributions have been doing that successfully as well. Um, I think it's better for the consumer because it's easier. Yeah. You just keep getting upgrades. Yeah, and you don't have um, to keep buying the new OS. Exactly. Um, and this this would make sense for Microsoft right now because Microsoft is very much a, a service company um, more than a software company at this point. So I think I, I, I saw online on a couple of articles talking about this where a lot of people were complaining, oh, fucking Microsoft. You know, of course, they're not going to give it away for free. Two and a half years, dude. Right. Two and a half fucking years they've been giving their operating system, their bread and butter, away for free. Yeah. And you're still complaining. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. Because I'm like, it's two and a half years. If, you, if you're still one of those that are like, well, I don't want to give up XP, you, you deserve everything that you get at this particular point uh two and a half years Keep xp then you know you do it do you yeah you, know? you do you <laughs> uh, do you do you boo boo <laughs> and um uh, i mean for me it was you know and because one of the chief concerns that people were saying um or some online sites were saying was the fact that you know if you do this upgrade you know and now that they won't offer the free version is it still going to recognize because you know a lot of times to activate it had to say if it was a seven or an eight in order to upgrade that I don't think is going to change because you know, I mean, they haven't offered the free one. I've done a clean install, you know, on, on my desktop and laptop after the free install. And as long as you have the uh, key and it registers that you had something there before, it's not going to be a problem. How they were letting people get a free upgrade when they had bootleg seven. Yeah. Yeah. Like Microsoft was being generous i remember when fucking it's like oh i got bootleg seven and i snuck through i'm like bitch they knew you had bootleg mm -hmm. seven they ain't stupid everybody with bootleg seven had the same damn key yeah <laughs> it wasn't like it was a secret yeah. you know like oh we and got another one, one he think he being slick <laughs> this one fucking think he's slick whatever they want you on windows 10 for two main reasons one yes because it's easier for them they don't have to support a bunch of different operating systems, especially with Windows 10 being different. And then two, they don't want to fuck with other their old shit. I don't blame them. Yeah, they don't. You don't want to spend people keeping updating uh, Windows Vista. And then you <laughs> you still have the people that are like, well, I have privacy concerns, but okay, fine. You're you're you use Facebook exclusively for everything, but you think Microsoft is spying on you? Fine. Right. Um, there are ways to turn off 
all of the first just turn cortana off really yeah. but there, there's you can turn all that shit off and if you can't find it there are there are uh, tutorials, tutorials online on how to do it and and it doesn't have half of the shit <laughs> isn't gonna work but it isn't gonna it isn't gonna fuck with you and also if you're really hardcore about privacy and you're not using linux then you're not that fucking hardcore about privacy. <laughs> my, my thing is, if you have a cell phone that has social media on it, fuck you. Get over right. yourself. You're not if about you privacy. If you have a cell phone, right. <laughs> period, there is no privacy anymore. Exactly. Okay? It, it, it's just, it is what it is. And the, the information that people cry about, it like, oh, Microsoft, I don't want to use Cortana because if I ask Cortana what's the cheapest flight to fucking <laughs> Barbados – He'll know I like to go to Barbados. But Google who won't. fucking cares? But Google won't when you Google right. it, you know? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Why is that important? Do you really think my, it's tinfoil hat shit? Yeah. I get it when it's your social or something like that, but people are plugging that into websites like you know, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> who fucking care? Uh, all right. So I guess on that note, that brings us to the end of the headlines. So this week, um, we're we're doing some uh, we're doing something a little different. Uh, first of all, this is going to sound pretty kind of scripted, but that's because this is kind of one of those issues that isn't solved in a thirty second soundbite. This yeah, is, it sounds scripted because it is, <laughs> and it's mostly because of the fact that there is so much more to this that the media and the public officials don't tell you that this goes all the way back. Like, this is not something that's new. This is not something that's, you know, oh, it just came up from 2016. No, it's been around for a long time, and people need to just stop already. Uh, most of the tech websites that, I, that I've that I listened to that, that talked about this, they go, if you're listening to this podcast, this is not a concern for you. <laughs> right. um, you know, it's everybody else. So, um, going into this, uh, so I'll just, uh, hey, by the way, before, before we start, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to give some, some credit to Steve. Okay. I was out and about running some errands and he was like, I'm going to send you the script because we're trying to keep it legit for this discussion topic. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm reading through it. This motherfucker got his part. Cue for what he's going to play. My part. I mean, this is like, I'm on the BBC right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh shit, I better sit up, put some pants on. Right. And fuck. Come so let's hair. get in. <laughs> right? No, I ain't going to do that. Um, right. So let, let's get into it. All right. Since the 2016 election, you've heard a lot about how social media essentially handed over the election to Donald Trump, taking victory away from Hillary Clinton. This last week, hearings were conducted on Capitol Hill to discuss how social media giants Google, Facebook, and Twitter did not see this coming. Some questions poised to the lawyers of these social media outlets. How can you not verify who is paying for these ads? How could you not see what this will lead to? And most importantly, how did the Russians pay for these ads? Here's a short summary from the Washington Post regarding those hearings. I believe that each of you in your own way are taking the, this, these problems seriously. The one thing I can say without a doubt, what we're doing collectively is not working. You had a foreign government apparently buying thousands of dollars worth of advertising to 
create discontent and discord in the 2016 election? In our investigation, which continues to this day, we have found that foreign actors used fake accounts to place ads on Facebook and Instagram that reached millions of Americans over a two-year period, and that those ads were used to promote pages, which in turn posted more content. People shared these posts, spreading them still further. Many of these ads and posts are inflammatory. Some are downright offensive. We studied tweets from the period September 1 to November 15, 2016. During that time, we did find automated and coordinated activity of interest. We determined that the number of accounts we could link to Russia and that were tweeting election-related content was comparatively small. We did, however, observe instances where Russian-linked activity was more pronounced, and we have uncovered more accounts linked to the Russian-based Internet Research Agency as a result of our review. We found two accounts that appeared to be engaged in activity associated with known or suspected government-backed entities. Keep, uh, bear in mind, I'm, I'm pausing it for a second. This is a guy. This voice you're hearing is a guy. The two accounts rough, uh, spent roughly $4,700 in connection with the 2016 election. <clears throat> Our investigation also focused on other platforms. On YouTube, we found 18 channels with approximately 1,100 videos that were uploaded by individuals who we suspect are associated with this effort and that contained political content. I think you do enormous good, but your power sometimes scares me. I'm trying to get us down from La La Land here. The truth of the matter is you have 5 million advertisers that change every month, every minute, probably every second. You don't have the ability to, to know who every one of those advertisers is, do you? Today, right now, not your commitment. I'm asking about your ability. To, to, to your question about seeing essentially behind the platform to understand if there are shell corporations, of course, the answer is, is no. We cannot see behind the activity. Let, let me ask you. There were signals we missed. And we are now okay, focused. People are buying ads on your platform with rubles. This uh, this one here is is um, uh, Al Franken. Al Franken, and he sounds the most grandfathery. He does. I, I've thing. seen his. I've seen his. Yeah, it just sounds so grandfathery, like a guy that has no clue as how technology works. They're political ads. You put billions of data points together all the time. That's what I hear that these platforms do. They're the most sophisticated things invented by man ever. All, Google has all knowledge that man has ever developed. Apparently you can't put together rubles with a political ad and go like, hmm, those two data points spell out something bad. <laughs> right, because that's how it works. Right. And Google, just for clarification, Google doesn't have all knowledge that mankind, <laughs> they have access to. Right. But they don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, not like they're, there's some great Google library <laughs> and they all, they're the va the new Vatican. He, he's now. confusing it with uh, Wikipedia. Right. Yeah, Wikipedia is the source of all human knowledge. And we're not even allowed to use that as a fucking source for anything. Exactly. school. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. The sad part of this argument is that political officials, soccer moms, and many people have no idea how the system works. 
They don't understand it because they believe it is a technology issue and no one wants to learn it. That is flat out wrong. The fact is that ads paid for ads paid for on Facebook, Twitter, and Google are done the same through television media for the last 50 years. The concept that this is new, new is false. This is, in fact, old news that has been around since the inception of social media. Just now, the mainstream media wants to figure out how they got it so wrong. They have to find someone to blame. When you talk about misleading ads, you have to look at television campaign ads. They have never been honest since they were, since their use in the 50s. They use half, slight, and sometimes blatantly false information to sway voters in their direction. However, there is no real proof that political ads work. Many people tune them out, and as the advent of the VCR to today's DVR, you can skip right through them to discuss one of the most popular ads that is playing in heavy rotation is Tom Steyer's Trump impeachment ad. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger. First, I'm glad he uses that music because his voice would have put me right to sleep. <laughs> I was snoozing for real. mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. And they do nothing. Join us. Tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. So first off, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not the BBC, I guess. <laughs> um, first off, Steyer used, used the line, I'm an American citizen, which is true. However, he fails to mention that he is a billionaire that was a heavy Democratic supporter. Who, f who fundraised for Obama and Clinton. He used that the assumption of wrongdoing is the same as guilt, yet he is calling for people to impeach Trump based on the assumption of guilt. Republicans, Republicans have done it before for far less, and that is an American's duty to impeach him based on the assumption of, of guilt. Unfortunately, he is misleading in the facts as Clinton was charged by a biased independent counsel for obstructing justice, not on the mere assumption of obstructing justice, a bit of uh, re revisionist history. Here is a clip from a CNN series, the 90s, uh, that talks about the issue. There was something icky about pursuing this. And there was no dignity here from anybody. Prosecutors emphasize the real issue here is not sex, but the president allegedly subverting the legal system by getting others to lie and obstructing justice. The evidence suggests that the president repeatedly tried to thwart the legal process in the Jones matter. The Constitution says that a president can be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, but the Constitution does not define what those terms mean. So they're up to Congress to define. I do not think that unless these uh, 
misconduct raises the level of an assault on our fundamental political system that they're impeachable, even if every, every one of them is true. This was not an impeachable offense. It's very painful, it's very embarrassing. It has nothing to do with the running of the government. There were a number of Republicans who knew that this was all nonsense, but they were gonna go along because they were being forced by the party. History unfolding in the nation's capital today as a somber House of Representatives voted for only the second time in American history to impeach a president of the United States. After a lifetime of striving for a celebrated rank among American presidents, this diligent student of history was handed his place today, one he did not want but can never give back. I want the American people to know today that I am still committed to working with people of good faith and goodwill of both parties to do what's best for our country. It's what I've tried to do for six years. It's what I intend to do for two more until the last hour of the last day of my term. It was up to the House to decide whether there was grounds to impeach the president, and then it is up to the Senate to conduct the trial and act as essentially the jury. The said William Jefferson Clinton be, and he hereby is, acquitted of the charges in the said articles. So, uh, yeah, so a little, little revisionist history there. Mm. Um, so this is an issue that has been facing many in the mainstream media. They're losing control of the public who can get their news from virtually anywhere, including Russia. The biggest issue comes from polarizing blogs, news sites, and podcasts that have one agenda to push. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or libertarian, you are only getting one side of the news. However, does that impact an election to the point of shifting focus from one candidate to another? Uh, and I actually read yours. <laughs> yeah, I got really confused. <laughs> Fuck it. Cue it up and I'll read yours. No, no you can read yours and then I'll read mine because I'm going to get confused. Okay. Uh, Professor Susan uh, Baducci from University of Exeter uh, says, maybe, but no one can truly knows how social media works. My name is Matt Carlson. I'm an associate professor of communication here at St. Louis University. What's really interesting about the 2016 election is the role that social media is playing. And it's interesting because it works in two opposite directions. Uh, on one hand, social media allows for these elite candidates to talk directly to people without having the press in the middle. So they can say whatever messages they want to all of their followers very quickly. And this is much faster than having to go through the news. They have complete control over the message. But it also leads to this unfiltered state, which we see a lot with, um, for instance, Donald Trump's um, personal tweets. Um, some of his tweets are very are, are heavily managed by his campaign staff, but other ones you can tell are, are very personal. And they have this authentic sort of style to them. Um, they're, they're, they're written as a person speaks or even how they um, text in ways. And so that allows this, this way of working around the press in order to get the message out. I think this gives unprecedented power to campaigns. They are able to circumvent news almost entirely. 
But on the other hand, we have social media allowing for non-elites to communicate. So before, only the press was able to talk to most people. But now we have it so that anyone with a Twitter account or a Facebook page can go ahead and spread messages and talk to each other. Um, so that leads to a really complex media environment where there's some centralized control over messages, but a lot of decentralized control. And so messages come from the top down, but they also really come from the bottom up. Uh, and that leads to a really uh, crazy campaign environment. We have all these different messages floating all over the place uh, and not really the coherent sort of um, way that campaigns have run in the past where there's a very strong set of disciplined messages. Now we see lots of people participating. And so I think what this leads to is we have a lot of different discussions that happen at once. Instead of having one main discussion, that's what the news is that day, we have lots of different discussions. Um, we have conspiracy theorists. We have all these different uh, people who are spreading messages that um, are, haven't been checked out. We don't know if they're true or not. Uh, but these get circulated nonetheless. And what happens in a polarized political environment is that people will believe what they want to believe and they'll ignore what they don't want to believe. Uh, and so this makes 2016 a really unusual year, an unusual election. All right. Just for clarification, I actually played the wrong clip on that one because I had actually, this was actually a Matt Carlson, an associate professor at the Department of Communication for St. Louis University, who was discussing the role of social media in 2000, uh, 2016. Uh, the proper clip for can social media impact an election is this one right here. One of the most important developments in election campaigns over the past seven, eight years has been the advent of social media. It has fundamentally changed the ways in which candidates and parties have conducted their campaigns and has fundamentally changed the way in which citizens are exposed to political information. So what is the impact that this has on the outcome of an election? It could mobilize certain segments of the electorate. For example, in the Scottish referendum, it did mobilize 16 and 17 year olds who were voting for the first time. In terms of the last general election held in the UK, we know that there were over 7 million tweets leading up to the campaign. And in those that came from parties, we know that most of them came, or about almost 50% came from the Labour Party, and about 30% came from the Conservative Party. But we know that the outcome of the election went in the other direction, and the Conservative Party won a decisive victory. So we have to have a more, much more nuanced understanding of the impact of the social media on campaigns. Uh, and that's for several reasons. For one reason, we know that people who seek out information on social media uh, are likely to be engaged in politics anyway. We also know that people select out information that's consistent with their own preferences, so they're not likely to be exposed to opposing views. And we also know that amongst young social media users, that they're not sharing political information. That's a very small segment of the information that they share and that they're exposed to on social media. So yes, social media has changed the conduct of elections, but we have to have a much more nuanced understanding of its impact on the outcome. Most people tend to think that social media is like the next way of trying to get your message out to the voters. The problem is that social media is such a... Um, uh, preferential uh, uh, medium that 
yeah, if you don't hear other people's views, then screw it. You know, they're not going to, they're never going to hear it. So the major problem in the United States is that we've become so jaded with politics. We know it's a rigged system. Earlier this week, former DNC chair was claiming that her, in her new book that the Na Democratic National Committee stacked the deck in Clinton's favor against Bernie Sanders. Also, that the DNC chair was considering shifting support from Clinton to Joe Biden after her collapse during the campaign. CNN runs countless partisan ads a day, but refuses to run one campaign ad by Trump because he called CNN fake news by name. The problem with political news stories on social media is money. Many of these free service companies have to make money somehow. They sell ad space and people pay for them. Facebook's biggest issue is they took out all the humans when they began to curate news on their feed based on shares. Since many people don't actually read the news articles or it supports their views, Facebook moved, moved it to the top of the feed. That, will regard, that was regardless whether it was true or not. We have a Facebook page for this podcast, and our view range is su suppressed unless we pay for advertising claim, claiming that our content will exceed 1,000 times our normal impression. When we opened up our fan page, there was no verification as to who I was. I, I just had a link, to, link it to a personal Facebook profile that could be faked. We linked it to our website, and articles were shared on it. Same thing with Twitter and our Google Plus page. We are hit countless times to increase our exposure to, to buy ads. There is no way for verification of this process. All you need is a credit card number and you are good to go. The blogosphere is even reporting that Facebook will suppress all pages that do not pay for advertising. Did social media steal Clinton's victory? No. The Senate hearing, hearings are an effort in futility. If they changed the avenues in which social media does business, they, they need to look at all forms, not just online. The mainstream media is caref careful to label it social media because if they talk about all media, they will be sub subject to changes to. However, the major cable companies pay a lot of money to politicians, so they should remain clear. Silicon Valley doesn't have as many inroads as they do. In the end, social media did not play any part in the election. News like this has been around since the dawn of reporting on the Internet. The Internet is an unfiltered way to receive news, good or bad. Unfortunately, it is up to people to judge for themselves where they are getting their news and if it is legit. Find sources. Look at the original source and see if that is even stated. Blogs, including ours, is not journalism. Hell, even major media is not journalism anymore. Before fake fake news was a thing, we call we used to call it something else, clickbait. And I think that last point really drives it home for me. And and I made a joke beforehand, and it was a joke where I said we're the BBC now because <laughs> right. of the structure of the thing. But here's the main difference between an entity like us online and the BBC is 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 that very difference is journalism and just saying something right journalism is an art form like it's 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 the ability to give accurate accounts of what's happening um without a lot of bullshit in it um and a lot of journalists nowadays are seem to have forgotten what the definition of journalism is yeah um now in a free in a free society it doesn't matter what the news says it doesn't matter what the facebook ads say the problem is, is that society now is too lazy to look into things. 
um i i knew a lot of people when that that whole um election was going on between between clinton and trump and a lot of their information they were getting from memes they weren't even getting them from from articles some meme was made with a flashy picture and and a couple of clean, uh clever words and that that to them was was journalism it was news and and that's just sad but unfortunately those people are allowed to vote just like anyone else you know so it, it was the same back in the day when people who didn't know how to read they could still vote you know you're yeah. going to have uninformed people voting it's just the way it is but again on to a further point um that Steve made early on and i do want to say this entire this entire thing while i agree with every word of it was was something that Steve put together and it's it's a uh, rather impressive because it's it's spot on it, it's you have to see through the bullshit and um i forgot what my previous point was because i <laughs> decided to um suck steve's dick for a second but um <laughs> use the, a little more spit next time <laughs> right um well I'm a little dry mouth but the it's 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 difficult to really pinpoint what the issue is i mean you could say Oh, that's what the point. That's the point I was trying to make. I'm back on track. Um, you, you have people. The only people who care about political ads are people who are extremely one-sided in their political views. Right. So, people who are in the middle, which is the majority of people, if you're in the middle on on, so you don't care about political ads. They're all a joke. Yeah, because because they don't. Yeah, they just spew what the talking points. And and even one of the clips that that we played, this is oh, and many of these ads were negative. Many political ads are negative. The ones that are sanctioned by the candidate are negative. Yeah. I ignore all of them because I don't give a fuck what <laughs> someone else is saying about someone they're trying to beat. Listen, I'm an American. I know what it means to be competitive and wanting to win. And a lot of people in this country, they'll do anything to fucking win. They'll, yeah. they'll say anything, do anything to get it done. And all dignity and honor goes right out the fucking window, you know, and the, and it's, and it's all a fucking game that gets played. You have Clinton, Clinton and Obama were at each other's fucking throats during the primaries. And then as soon as I'm, I'm sorry, not Obama, um, Clinton and, uh, Bernie Sanders right. were at each other's throats, talking shit left and right. And as soon as, as soon as Clinton won the primaries, all of a sudden Bernie was her fucking champion. Yeah. And a lot of people like to argue that away and go, oh, it's because he lost, so he's being gracious. No, he's not. He's playing the fucking game. Yeah, he's playing the party because, I mean, and it's, it's one of the things, and this is something that I found on, um, and I have this link in the show notes, um, from the from PBS, who, if you don't know, is very you know left-leaning. But they actually did a very good article two weeks after the election and explain what what happened with voter turnout and what they actually go to say is that it because one of the big things that you always hear is that oh social media got the 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 racist um the racist out to vote that's what got them all that's what yeah, got they never voted before right they never voted before they came out of whatever cave they were doing or what or what have you the problem was is that um and in that there, it's linked to a Pew uh, Pew Research poll, uh, Pew Research uh, um, uh, article that showed that um, that Trump didn't win any more white votes than Mitt Romney won in 2012. 
So immediately that article, that, that, that type of um, argument goes in the water because facts say they pulled the same. The thing, the big thing was, is that even though Hillary Clinton uh, won the popular vote, she was, in, according to ballots, she was, I think it, I think it says something to the point of like uh, 2 million ballots behind, um, behind Obama from 2012. And that would probably be enough to, um, you know, to uh, to take her out. And according to uh, uh, one of the people that uh, wrote this piece, uh, several million voters didn't come out to vote, which is telling me that the idea of the Trump wave, a huge number of voters shifting to Trump, certainly is not the story. And they go that turnouts um, turnout spiked in more rural counties. But if you took a look at the uh, a lot at the larger cities, you did see depressed turnout there. It certainly was more consequential for Hillary Clinton than it was for Trump because Trump was going for the outlying the outlying cities. And in essence here, the, the gist of the article is I think there's a warning sign in both parties. Obviously, Democrats are losing votes and Republicans really aren't building their base. The number they they're getting are hold are holding pretty consistent. This should be troubling when the electorate is on the older side. Right. And especially it's a real warning sign um, for Republicans because the, the majority of the, the, the Republicans have um, have a voting base, an older voting base. Um, and when they die, you know, I'm not trying to sound dark, but when they die, <laughs> which will happen. And also too, not only that, the older the older people vote more than younger people. Yeah. This is true across the board. And we've we've heard this many times. For some reason, the youth of America love to do call to arms and rallies, but they don't go to the fucking voting booth. No. Um if they did about, it's all about show. If all if every college student it's all in about America getting laid. that's all that's really right. what it is. If every college student in America voted, this country would look dramatically different oh yeah but they don't yeah so um we have i've said this many times before and it really goes with the theme of what we're trying to say here and and i just want to start with i personally don't think trump is the best candidate to be president i'm being very diplomatic here i also didn't think clinton was we kind of got a bum fucking rap sheet yeah and we were kind of screwed either way to be honest, whether we'd be screwed one way worse than the other, no one can really know. Yeah, because we 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 have to deal you can with listen, what we have you can now. listen to the scare tactics of both sides to tell you that oh well if you right. have one you have you know you have the Mad Hatter with the uh, with the nuke codes or the other side where you know you're dealing with um, somebody who's essentially in all essences a made man, you right. know. It, it, you know if once you throw away all the scare tactics and you look at those people. Neither was appealing. And the problem with and the problem with everything with all of this was and when you look at the numbers, voter turnout was actually a little less than 2012, which means that the 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 ramp from the left of saying, oh, hey, you know, all all of them came out and, and took out. No, they didn't because it was the same amount of people that went before. But you have to go. Where was your base? And this is the point I'm trying to make. It's 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 so clear that anyone it's to the point that anyone who doesn't see it the way I'm about to explain it I look at them with a very confused look because I don't understand why you can't see something that you're fucking lost in the weeds and you're not paying attention the media is the problem 
okay? Yes, Trump sucks as a president. I'm sorry. He might be a good businessman. That's debatable. <laughs> He's not a very good president. The president of the United States is supposed to represent the best possible American that there can be. And we even put put aside the political leanings and what they want to do with healthcare and all that. Okay, fine. That's that's more of a Congress thing anyway. That no one, but most people don't understand what Congress even fucking does. Let alone right. let alone know the difference between that. I don't even think they know. But if, right. If you just look at the person, the person is supposed to be an upstanding, excellent American. They falter sometimes because they're human. But if we look at Obama, or um. And you might not have agreed. I mean, I mean, I know Steve didn't agree with a lot of things that Obama, um, his decisions on things. I didn't agree with a few things. But you could never say he was an asshole because he just wasn't. You know, he was a decent dude. You know, and we have Trump now who is not really a role model, to say <laughs> it dip- diplomatically. But we have the, the, the media. You'll have some media going left, some going right. And, and they, they fight about it so much. And they make it to the point where People who get all their information from said media are confused and disenchanted. They don't understand anymore who's right for the job because they can't get to any of the root of the issues. They were having whole debates where no one even talked about immigration. No one talked about unemployment. No one. To- they were just bad-mouthing each other yeah. like they were on a fucking school playground. You don't think that a lot of people are going, you know what, why, do- why would I even vote? This doesn't even make any fucking sense anymore. Well, well, the biggest thing that you look at is that what we got is what what society has put out there through social media, through all of that, through talking trash without having accountability for their actions. Um, Hatred, you know, just if you don't like something, you bad mouth them, you you know, not having a reason. It sucks. Well, why does it suck? It just sucks. You know, it's like that's, that's not an excuse. And now we have public officials that do the same thing and then people are like we can't get anything done it's because you put them there you've yeah. we fostered this society that we live in and that's the issue that we have is that you know once you know we once we get out of whatever once people change and then and unfortunately that's not going to happen because the way society is it just gets worse and now we have the type of government that we fostered by one-sided views by you know sitting there and bad-mouthing the other side without even listening to the other side you know how many times you know you come across people that sit there and say they hate something or hate someone and it's like really why oh because of this and they're and then they hit the talking points they're you know they're racist they're nazis they they you know they're you know evil people it's like well, did you actually look at what they're fighting for? No. Or I didn't really take a look. Oh, but you could foster that opinion that they're evil, that you hate them without actually researching it. And then if you do, you're considered one or the other. You're, oh, you're just one of those liberal lovers or, you know, conservative, you know, hatred, you know, hatred-filled, whatever. And it's just like, no, it's called actually looking into things and being rational minded as opposed to what everybody else is on social media and, you know, and even in person, you know, and it, and it, it does, it's so, so ridiculous. And it's just like the only way this is going to change is if people get their head out of their asses and actually look at the issue, because if we go into 2020 and, you know, Trump wins again, who's there to blame then? Right. You know, we deserve it at that, at that point. point. It's like, yeah, we fucking deserve it. But here, here's another thing, too. I was, I've, I've been watching 
a lot of old political speeches and, and stuff like that. And, and, I, and I did catch one um, from Obama and he made a good point. And I'm not a I'm not a crazy Obama fucking supporter or anything like that. I support things that make common sense. Yeah. So if someone if someone says something that makes common sense, I'll support it. But he said he said this, and it's something that I think a lot of people gloss over. Um, and I don't have a quote. I'm just telling you what he said. Um, quote. <laughs> uh, quote. A lot of people they focus they 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 have all the attention in the world when it's a presidential election, but no one gives a shit about when congress is up for election no one gives a shit when their governor he's paraphrasing is up i'm for assuming election. i'm paraphrasing obviously <laughs> obama's much more eloquent than me um but Fuck this that's shit really, flips the table that's <laughs> really but that's really the truth yeah. we have a government and and here's another thing no one understands how our fucking government works we have a government with three systems and and the 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 power is spread between these three systems and people only pay attention to the executive branch, which is the president. They don't pay attention to the other two branches. So the other two branches do whatever the fuck they want. And we have we have we have politicians, career politicians. If you if you notice, pay attention. When it's election year, nobody does anything because they want to be reelected. They don't want to do anything crazy that might piss off someone. That's not the kind of politicians we need. People, we need people that are ready to go, you know what, this needs to be fixed. And I, I feel that happens more in your local government than anywhere else. And someone who's important is your governor. If you, if you don't pay it, to, and I was having an argument with this someone who was like, well, who cares who the governor is? Like the governor is your representative in the fucking Senate. You should fucking care. You should vote for someone who's going to go to the Senate and go, hey, Mr. President, you're kind of a fucking asshole. Like maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Congress is supposed to keep the president in check. Right now we're in a system where... We have Senor Trump over here, and then we have the Republican Congress, and the Republican Congress isn't doing shit because they're like, well, we're in power. Well, they don't, so, and they don't know what to do. And they have no idea what to do because there is nothing to do. You can't tell a man like Donald Trump what to do. Yeah. That's, that's the only quality he has is that he'll do whatever he wants, you know, whether that's going to get us killed or, or, or send us to salvation. I, I have a stern belief it's going to be the first one <laughs> before it's the second one um well, as i heard we, as i heard comedian once said we're not going to wake up in three and a half years and go wow that really turned around you know <laughs> our and i'm going to end on this our our leadership right now and 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 you know i sound like i'm not someone who really keeps up on this shit but i i fucking i'm reading the news all the time i'm all all this shit our leadership and i'm not just saying the president i'm saying everyone the majority of our leadership in government are spineless pussies. Alpha pussies. They talk alpha pussies. They talk a lot of shit. They don't do nothing. Just um, I can't flake is his last name, but he was he's a governor or senator. I think he's a senator of Arizona. He has made a public announcement. Okay, and this is a perfect example made a public announcement that he will not be rerunning in 2019 or 18 or 19, whichever year it is, because he can't, he can't stand with someone like Donald Trump. So he's making it sound admirable. And I'm like, really? Because what you could do as a Republican, you could stay in government and then argue his points, you know, like lead people. Yeah. But no, you'd rather be like, fuck this. This is too difficult. It's so too I'm just going to take my money. <laughs> right. I'm going to take my money and go home. I don't want people like that in the fucking government. 
And no one should. And if but and, no one and, pays attention. And if anybody, if he endorses anyone, that's the person you should go against. Exactly. Because it's like, what? You were a pussy. So why should I vote for somebody who, um, well, I couldn't do it, but he can, so vote for him. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You know who I'm going to vote for? Because I'm paying attention to all this shit. Paying attention to the governors, the senators, all of them. I'm paying attention to my local fucking mayor. I don't give a shit. I'm voting for people that go, you know what? Here are the issues. Here are the ways I want to fix them. I'll agree with those. And he goes, um, and also, maybe we shouldn't be an asshole to everyone. Yeah. That's who I want to vote for. Because this, this, new, this new America that we're in right now, where everyone's a piece of shit on both sides. Right. Is get is it's getting old. Yeah. Like, I'm tired to of me, it. To me, right now, and you know, and I know people like this that, you know, if their title is Democrat or their title is Republican, immediately I don't want to listen to anything they say because they're all for higher taxes and 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 this and the other. It's the talking points that you always hear, right? You know, it's like, well, you know, that's a great way to conduct life because you know what. You're an asshole. So that means I cannot listen to anything that you say. But the, well, you the, know issue, the issue that, that it comes down to is nobody's going to be perfect. You know what? If you listen to someone, and, and, and here's the thing is, is that a lot of times people have to get their head out of their ass and realize that, you know what? It's not that black and white. There's going to be people that you're going to vote for, not simply because, oh, well, they're Republican or they're Democrat because they're, you know, that's who I vote for. Um, no. You vote for people's views. And you know what? A lot of times you will find enlightenment and probably a degree of intelligence if you actually listen to the other side. Because you may go, you know what? I don't like the candidate that my party's offering me, but this other guy, there are some things that I don't like, but there are a lot of things that I do like. And that's how you vote. That's how you select somebody to, to, to you know, represent you, not oh, well, they're a Republican, so I'm going to vote for them. I don't care if they're crazy or anything because they're better than this other option. Why? Because the other one's an opposing view? You can't support one side of an argument if you don't understand the other side. And that's, mo- and it's, that's everybody it's nowadays. Liter- but it's literally impossible. Yeah. You, you can think you're doing that, but you can't. You throw you facts at someone, they just yell at you louder. Right. You can't sit there and go... The, I think I think a big issue too is that people are starting to go. The world's black and white. Yeah. There's a yes and no, a zero and one. That is not how things are, man. Yeah. Like you, the, we're talking when you talk about something like immigration reform. Th- this is this is a deep, complex topic that involves a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of economic shit. Like you can't just go. There's a yes or no. No, there's not, dude. We we need to figure it out and sort it out. Yeah. But there's a variety of different systems that go into that. and But when you listen to the news <laughs> or the people who are left or the people who are right, they're like, this is what you do. That's it. No immigrants yeah. <laughs> you know, or something like that. First of all, if you – on immigration, and I've said this a few times. If you say – if you're the type of person that says we should not allow – we should have closed borders – and not allow anyone in this country, then can you do me a favor and get the fuck out of my country? Yeah. Like, it's the only time I've ever said, get the fuck out of here. And it's even ridiculous to say, but you don't understand the purpose of the country you're standing in. And I'm not saying well, to get out because I don't agree agree with you. I'm saying to get out because you're an idiot. Well, no, and it's actually, just annoying. technically, because there's, 
no one here that's sovereign except for Hispanics and American Indians. Everybody else should leave. Right. You know, that's it. But he's like, oh, you're you're white and you say, you know, all everybody should, you know, all the immigrants should leave. Okay, we'll get on that boat and leave because you didn't come from here. And I always shut them down, too, when they say, you know, if you're not if you're not American, you should get out, blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay, when did your ancestors get here? Yeah. You know, because mine got here at tail end of the 18th century. And then they always want to argue, well, that that was a different time. No, no fuck it you. isn't. They all came for the same fucking reasons. Why don't you go to the Statue of Liberty and read the fucking plaque on it? Because I There's can't a reason read. that's there. Because I can't read. <laughs> or they'll say that was from the French anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, just some stupid shit. We have always been a country. And of course, security is paramount. Especially with the terrorists and stuff like that. Especially what happened last but, week on. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But the, unfortunately, stuff like that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I can't live. I can't live in the United States that completely shuts the borders, just to, just to, because they're scared. Yeah. That no. And also too, a lot of these attacks. If we look at the look at some of the dark times, the the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, I haven't got details, but I guarantee you that recent Texas shooting. It's not from Islamic extremists. It's people that live here. The Texas, the um, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas one, yeah, Las Vegas shooting. It can happen to anybody, anywhere. Does it happen here a little bit more frequently? Yes. We need to figure out what the fucking issue is here because these shootings are getting to be a normal thing. I'm not ashamed to say when I saw that there was a shooting in Texas this morning, I didn't even blink. Like I was just like, yeah. "Great, another one." Yeah. Because I'm so fucking desensitized to it now. Yeah. I start thinking about it. It's different. But it's just like it happens so fucking frequently now. And that's disgusting. We need to figure out why this is happening. Is it gun laws? Is it something like that? I don't know. But again, mental health. these issues, mental health issues, I think that's a big issue. But again, here goes another situation where people think it's a black and white issue. Mm-hmm. And it isn't. You can't just go, okay, no guns. That's not going to solve anything. No. You know, it, it's... Because think it's about ridiculous. It. Think about oh yeah okay well we just get rid of guns okay well think of the last couple of terrorist attacks we had uh, you rented a truck you hijacked planes with knives right. and box cutters um, and you made uh, plastic explosives to try to blow up the World Trade Center the first time okay yeah gun that gun law will work it, guns just make it easier yeah you don't necessarily you don't, <laughs> need them. you don't have to fucking uh, you don't have to be on a um, uh, target range or anything like that. You know, you just spray them around. One there. Um, last thing I'm going to say is I've been watching this series on Showtime called Active Shooter, and they've been going through all these you know um, mass shootings that we've the you know the and they they were started at like kind of the most recent and started kind of going their way back. And when I'm looking at these and I'm looking at these people and stuff like that, you know, you're like, yeah, some of them are terrorists, like you know, like or like some of them came from terrorists, but like. You know, like San Bernardino or even that um, uh, that uh, club shooting in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know, but then you go back to like some of these others and it's like, no, that 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 was there before the quote unquote terrorist showed up, you know, before 9-11 when suddenly people realized, oh, there's terrorists here. You know, there, there were issues like that before that. So it's like that does not correlate that it's going to be the same thing. It's just like, no, that means they're just going to have to get a little more creative, you know, and look in, look in, the, uh, in Europe, those, those driving attacks, you know, where they're using a vehicle to, to kill people, 
that's happened in Paris. It's happened in the UK. That happens all over the place over there. It's like, it's no different. It's, it's not going to be any different without weapons. However, what we should look at is the cause and not the symptom. Yes. And that's, that's the big issue. But in any case, I think in this particular time, I think we should head into something a little lighter. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. So let's go into our what the actual fuck segment. So this is coming from The Verge. And uh, this one came out um, last week on the 3rd. So because it's the, it opens with last night. <laughs> so uh, a rogue Twitter employee cel celebrated their last day with the company by deactivating President Donald Trump's account. In, res in response, Twitter said it was implement, quote, implemented safeguards to prevent this from happening again. But the company declined to offer any explanation for how it would restrict access to tools that have been ac uh, accessible to a range of Twitter employees, including contractors. Former employees say that the company has known about the risks of rogue employees for years, and that Donald Trump's 11-minute deactivation isn't the first time an employee targeted an account on their way out, the, out of the company. In the wake of Trump's uh, account deactivation shortly before 10 o'clock Eastern on Thursday, former employees gathered in a private Slack and they used... Uh, um, that they used to discuss the company's tran uh, transveils. The rogue employee who had not been identified was an immediate source of fascination. Quote, we're not referring to this individual as the legend, one former employee told The Verge. At the same time, the former employee was not surprised by the incident. People have dropped the mic in the past and deleted accounts, verified users, and others abused and otherwise abused their power on the last day, the employee said. In each case, the employee said the abuse was uh, caught quickly and did not become public. These quote-unquote mic drops were poss uh, possible because a broad availability of customer support tools inside Twitter. The company won't say how many people have accessed these tools necessary to deactivate an account like Trump's, but after today, the number is much likely lower. But up until now, as many as hundreds of people have had access to the tools and which let employees know, see a broad range of information on the account. The access does not allow employees to send tweets from other users' accounts or to read a user's direct message. So um, this is one of those things that you kind of like, that's something you would like, you always talk about doing, but you actually don't do. You know, like, yeah. like the last day, oh man, my last day, I'm going to do shit and it's going to be, you know, fucking glorious. Like, you know what? Well, I have this thing at my job. So there's a long hallway that I have to walk through to get to my, my office. And, um, <laughs> so I go through the security doors and then I'm walking this hallway and this hallway has the shittiest painting. It's like fucking some hotel closed down <laughs> and they just bought them in circles. And there's one like every six feet. It's just, and they don't match either aesthetically. Like they're all right. just different. And I said, if I have It was just like they went to Home day, Depot and like bought right. the last of. Oh, we have uh, like three cans of this taupe and we have some and of this just, beige. Just Friday, just Friday, I saw them trying to figure out where they're going to put this giant painting of a horse. <laughs> and it's just gaudy as fuck. It's something you would see at somebody's grandma's house, like that <laughs> kind of shit. And I was, <laughs> I always say, whenever it's my last day here, I'm running down this fucking hallway and I'm knocking every single one of these fucking paintings <laughs> off the wall. I'm letting them all fall down, baby. But 
yeah i mean that was it was funny like yeah. i just thought it was funny that was funny but it does bring up a uh, an issue of like you know like because they're not bringing up the employee's name but what position did that employee work did that employee work in a position that he could deactivate the account or is it just some random you know csr person you know out there like oh as you know i got access i wonder if this will work <laughs> and then like right. and then do it you know He's like, fucking, I'm leaving anyway. Right. It's, Who's really going to be upset, though? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like that It's like that dude that queued up that tape for that CNN interview I played last week. Right. He's <laughs> like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go catch a smoke break real quick while he has all his shit in his hand and he's heading out to his car. Hey, that, that tape, that, what you carry in that box for? Oh, don't worry about this. got to bring some stuff up. Hey, that tape already queued up, though. Just press that button right there. <laughs> <laughs> And he moves real quick out right. the door <laughs> with an earbud in, though, because he wants to listen to it. Yeah, he wants to, yeah, he wants to hear right. it. He's like, I want to hear it. He's streaming it on his phone as he's heading out the door because he wants to see it. <laughs> or no, he's calling up. He's like, yo, yo, mom. Yeah, can you uh, can you record CNN right now? No, no, don't worry about it. Just just record. I just kind of want this is something I kind of want to see. <laughs> <laughs> so so mine, I thought, was odd and funny at the same time, but obviously from the Huffington Post. Um, when sentencing wrongdoers, judges sometimes choose a met, choose to met out punishment, sure, <laughs> that go beyond the usual fine or prison. That was the case last week for one Hawaii judge who ordered a defendant to write down, write more than 140, quote, nice, end quote, things about his ex-girlfriend after he violated the protection order. <laughs> quote for every nasty thing you said about her you're going to say a nice thing end quote second circuit judge Rhonda Lou of course it's a Rhonda <laughs> Lou that's a woman right there told Darian Young 30 uh, per the AP um, Associated Press um, and she also added no repeating words <laughs> <laughs> so Young, it's like I will not call her a bitch again yeah I will she not got call the, her she, he literally got the Bart Simpson punishment like he's at the board um Young of Kalui, Kalui, I don't know, I don't live in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii was ordered in February to stop contacting his ex, but two months later he called and texted her 144 times Jesus. over the span of about three hours. According to the Maui News, he was arrested and spent 157 days in jail. At his sentencing on Friday, Young received time, served, and was placed on two years probation. Lou also slapped him with $2,400 in fines and 200 hours of community service, then gave him a writing assignment. Uh, <laughs> quote, it's so childish to think a grown man can be so thumb happy, Lou told Young in court. I hope you don't have a phone anymore, and if you do, I hope you don't have her number anymore. <laughs> other, other justices who have made headlines for their unusual sentences include Ohio Judge Michael um, Cocconetti, and Texas Judge Mike Peters, Conconetti once ordered two 19-year-olds to lead a donkey through the streets with a sign that said, sorry for the jackass offense, <laughs> after vandalizing a nat nativity scene. In 2004, Peters sentenced a woman to 30 days in jail for starving two horses. That's not, that's, that's not bad. Um, oh, wait, there's more. On the first three days of prison, he ordered that she only be served bread and water. There you go. And then a quote from him was, she's going to get more than her horses got, Peter said. You know what? Legit. <laughs> I think we need to have punishes, punishments like that. Yeah. 
Like really, like this is how it felt. Your this is how your crime felt. Right. So go fuck yourself. Well, yeah, because you, you know, know otherwise I mean? you're just what five days in jail and a fine or whatever. That doesn't teach anybody anything. A lot of people don't give a shit, and a lot of people that have been Yo, in jail I'm make so it much. Rain in here. <laughs> right. A lot of people have been in jail a lot. Yeah. They're more comfortable in jail. Yeah. Because they like the structure and, and shit. Plus they don't, and I, plus I they don't have the whole to, thing. Yeah. And plus they don't have to like show accountability for anything. They're just no. Yeah. So just get out and fuck up again. Yeah. So start making them do some real crazy shit. If I was a judge, I'd be doing that every fucking sense. Like I was watching one video of some girl who like, I don't know, she fucking ran a red light, was driving drunk and crashed into somebody and they got hurt and all that stuff. And she was laughing like she was a young girl entitled as fuck. I would have made that bitch do some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Like just off the wall shit. Like actually the other day, here's a perfect example. And then we'll we'll end the show. This was in my house. So my oldest daughter was is very good at doing people's eyebrows. Not mine, because who fucking cares? But she does the girl's eyebrows. She does my she decided beard, though. To, <laughs> <laughs> she decided to do my five-year-old's eyebrow. And she didn't ask anybody first, because I would have told her a five-year-old cannot sit still for that long. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It was just a simple mistake. Shaved off a little bit too much. It's been fixed, but whatever. What pissed me off is the five-year-old um, was crying and said, I don't want to go to school because I'm ugly. Because she's five, yeah. you know. And my oldest and one of my twins, both girls, were laughing hysterically. They thought it was hilarious. And my wife yelled at them, punished them, made them do 100 jumping jacks each because that's a thing in our house. <laughs> um, and then later in the night, I'm, I'm leaned up on the wall and they're talking about it. And um, I can't believe we had to do 100 jumping jacks. I said, be lucky that your mother spoke up. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I had a different punishment plan. And they're like, what was it going to be? I was like, I was going to go get the the little machine that you use to do eyebrows. And I was going to shave off an eyebrow each and then see if you were still laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't kidding. Like, I, <laughs> I was on my way upstairs to go get that fucking thing until my wife stood in. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. Right. My wife was like, but the, who, what if someone calls child services? I'm like, good. They're a pain in the ass. <laughs> I can take them. <laughs> I'll pack so their I, bags I mean, right now. <laughs> you don't want a legal system that's solely based around eye for an eye, but every once in a while, <laughs> right. you know. Anyway, <laughs> that is it for our show. Please rate and review uh, the show on iTunes or anywhere else you can review it. Um, that always helps us out. If you want to listen to any of our old episodes, you can definitely catch them on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. If you want to suggest stories for the show, you can definitely share them on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. We're on other social media outlets as well, Twitter and Instagram, both under the name The Lazy Geeks, all one word. Um, any feedback you want to give us, we want to read it, ladies and gentlemen. Drop it on the site, thelazygeeks.com, or send it to our mailbag at thelazygeeksnetwork at gmail.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, and you can check out my other podcast every Wednesday, the Extended Play Movie Podcast. This week's movie, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton version. Ugh. Your favorite version. Oh, Don't lie. God, that was so painful to do. Because this this week we're starting a, a new arc on that show. Um, was it really that bad? Where we 
review four movies that were particularly panned and said if they if they were as bad as as originally expected. One of the four actually turned out to be a little bit better. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the only endearing quality of that movie is you do get quite a few times where Mark Wahlberg gives that what the fuck look. <laughs> like what? Which is what is all in through with that movie The Happening. Which, yeah, just the same look for two hours. Mainly because I think he was just legitimately confused. <laughs> like he's like, "What? This is <laughs> it's the plants, this, man. This is the plants are trying to get us. This is this, we're on a planet of apes, bro. Do they have like Celtics here? Do they have Celtics? I'll be sick if they have like Celtics here, though. <laughs> Where's the nearest Wahlberger, bro? You know, that's anyway. <laughs> this character has depth, bro. It does. I mean, that'll be awesome. It's like, so I have like, so I have like depth, bro. That's, that's sick. Hey, <laughs> you can grab that podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. You can follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the middle age geek. And you can check out my other musings at the middle And you know what? I'm just on Twitter, baby. <laughs> at Sapien TLG. You can also find me in the streets. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and you may see him riding on the ra- the light rail system. If you think that's him, it's most likely him. Right, <laughs> I'm quietly sitting in the corner, minding my own fucking business. <laughs> that 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 will be me. Uh, and be sure to tune in on Friday for our away team episode, up the long ladder. And uh, don't forget this Wednesday. I know we skipped last week, uh, but we're gonna have a double episode this week of Star Trek Discovery recap on Wednesday. So be sure to tune in for that. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, (gasps) peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. 